0: Welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is a podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show crew and welcome to episode 159 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I am your host Belinda Risley and today we are diving under the hood of team dynamics and the pivotal role of parenting in athletics with none other than JP, a former basketball coach turned coaches' coach who's literally written the book on creating extraordinary team cultures. JP has taken his extensive background in sports psychology and physical education along with a leadership coaching certificate from Georgetown University and crafted a mythology that's all about understanding the human side of the sports ecosystem. Whether you're a coach, a sports parent or anyone in the midst of the athletic realm, JP insights are geared towards fostering healthier, more resilient relationships and hey, don't we all need those? In our engaging chat, JP will reveal the four critical parts of his sports parent solution philosophy, establishing robust support and partnerships, encouraging ongoing communication and the crucial implementation of boundaries. We'll dive into his acclaimed book, The Culture System, which is a On Amazon and his website, which the links are below in the show notes. We explore proven processes for building leadership philosophy, implementing standards, and developing discipline strategies that nurture intrinsic motivation. But that's not all, team. JP shines a light on the importance of involving parents positively in an athlete's journey, shares his strategies for building effective partnerships, and addresses the benefits of diverse team composition, including gender dynamics. Plus, we'll hear about JP's potential upcoming book powered aimed at empowering athletes themselves. It is a jam-packed session, and by the end of this conversation, you'll be equipped with the tools not just for the speed on the track, but for winning in the inter- interpersonal relationships off it. So buckle up, team, as we kick off this exciting ride. Hey, JP, welcome. Good morning, JP, and welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast.
1: I'm excited to be here. This is going to be a lot of fun
0: it is you're a little bit different you're not coming from a motorsport background which is fantastic tell us a little bit about you and how did you yeah tell us a bit about you yeah,
1: yeah. so i mean for me i my my sport was basketball growing up i was a you know got to a fairly high level in the states there uh division one level and uh but i got into coaching spent about 10 years in coaching and then moved into where i started coaching coaches right? because i I got a coach for me, you know, 10 years into my coaching journey. It was really impactful, really helpful. Um, I had to make some changes in the way that I was leading, you know, my athletes. And that change just like sparked this fire in me to write about it, to talk about it, start a podcast, and then eventually start to coach coaches as well. So been doing that for almost 10 years now and written a few books around team culture, how to do that in a very systematic way. Um and my most, you know, you know, two, two years ago, I had the book, the culture system come out and that really talked about a framework for building team culture. But, you know, like there's, when you think about a culture as a system, there's a lot of different parts to um, the system. And one of those is parents. And so that, that's my more recent book is just how do we engage parents just another part of the team. So to, to really support the athlete and the, and the team experience. So been doing that for the last 10 years and just working with coaches and occasionally working with their teams as well.
0: And why did you feel like it was important to introduce parents into the system of it? Did you think that it was always like a negative experience? And and like you said, you've been around it for like 10 years. Um, What were you seeing in order for you to think, hey, A, there's a book there and B, this is a focus I want to um, concentrate on?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the parents are the most influential people in, in an athlete's life. And so for coaches or you know, managers or trainers or anybody, like if you want to have an impact on the athlete, you have to engage the parents, right? The problem is parents struggle. Like parenting is our hardest job and it's not our only job. So parents have a lot going on and uh, they, how they navigate, you know, supporting their child. You know, they're always just doing the best they can with what they know. And so it's, it, but they take, there's they, a lot of missteps. You know, there's a lot of mistakes along the way. Uh, I've got some young kids already and I know I'm not making mistakes <laughs> Uh, and so it's just w- what we can do by working with the coach we have to first help the coach or you know to get over some of those negative experiences because there have been there's been these complaining parents that that come at them and i've had some experiences myself with some pretty volatile parents uh, as a coach but getting over that and recognizing the majority of parents are all very well intentioned they just want what's best for their athlete uh was to me really inspiring to say hey we need to we need. To, I need to come up with more practical ways that coaches can can build this partnership with the parents because that's what you're trying to do is build a partnership, and so that's that's that was, that's what really inspired the book.
0: Was it that you used to get yelled at ten years ago? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, I've got some crazy stories. I've, I've I've got a few drunken voicemails left from parents over, over you know really? through, over the years, and uh, you know, speaking of it, wasn't a, I was coaching basketball? It wasn't motorsports, but I had a parent you know, almost run me off the road in their car. And I, I talk about that in the book. It's, it was a crazy, crazy moment where a parent was really wanting to have that parent meeting <laughs> and <laughs> pulled the car right in front of me and, and, you know, had to get, got out. And there were, there were some words said and I, I, I was fortunate. I mean, I re, remained calm and all of it. I was just more in shock, you know, that this, this parent was really upset with me, especially after I'd coached his son for years. Um, and, uh, you know, he was really, challenging me and he was critical of me because I had disciplined his son in a way that he didn't like. Uh, I stood my ground, you know, and 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 still I did it in a respectful way. Uh, years later that that dad, you know, well months later, a month later, not even a month later, like a few weeks later, I learned that, that dad was going through some stuff himself, lost his job, got kicked out of his house from his wife. His son wasn't even talking to him at the time. And uh, he was going through some tough stuff. And then years later I still got a message, you know, I think six or seven years later that dad texted me and said, thanks for coaching my son. You're the best coach you ever had. You know, <laughs> never, never apologize for trying to run me off the road. Um, but, you know, best coach I, my son's ever had. You know, he was, he was very quick to, 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 to thank me uh, seven or eight years later.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, our motorsport parents are very passionate. Uh, obviously, they've got that financial burden as well to throw in. Um, and so we're having coaches and there's a lot of expenses to having a motorsport athlete as a child. Um, and so, yes, we have without a doubt there will be definitely some stories about irate parents going around um yeah again with their child child's um heart at the best point of it all but the some crazy people i have seen some different things but you have just written a book called the sports parent solution tell us a bit about that and why did you feel you needed to write that book
1: yeah that 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 came right after my last book, you know, where I've been talking about the culture system and this was the the missing component that I actually intentionally left out of that book because I knew that this needed a whole, whole other book. You know, how do coaches, how do administrators, how do people engage parents of the athletes in a way that's healthy, creates that partnership so that we can work with the most influential person in the athlete's life in a way that's benefiting them. And so... Inspired through my own experiences, no doubt, um, and inspired by the the work that I've had and the success we've had with coaches uh, at a lot of different levels, right? So all the way from collegiate division one down to youth level, uh, we've done so many really amazing things in teams in programs and clubs to engage the parents to actually, you know, obviously the goal was to help the athlete and also to help the team experience with a lot of the stuff that I work with. But what we found over the last few years was not only was the athlete experience improved, their performance improved, but the relationship between the athlete and the parent improved. And I think that's probably what's one of the most powerful things about what we do. And with so many, so many, of my clients and our work is that we're actually helping in many cases to, you know, <clears throat> repair sometimes you know ruptured relationships that happen through the sporting context parents want to be supportive they push they challenge they encourage their kids sometimes they don't respond the best way we don't do the best way as a parent but the coach can actually come in and help just to come bring it back to well why are we doing this and what do we hope to gain out of this experience you know and 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 really bring it back to what's most important
0: and do you come from a sports psychology background JP, oh. or is this just from experience and education and research and interviewing other coaches and
1: yeah I, I studied sports psychology and physical education at the university level and when I got into coaching and then years later uh, I started I did my leadership coaching certification through Georgetown University so um just yeah my ability to coach coaches to coach individuals to coach, Even you know, different people out there, parents, whatever it be, just get on those calls, those, those those things and help them to discover what's important for them, help them to get back to, you know, what they want to achieve, just to partner with them. Uh, You know, that's, that's kind of where my, my focus has been the last few years.
0: What are some tips when it comes about building um, partnerships with parents and athletes?
1: Yeah. So one of the, the biggest tips I'd say early on is, is just making sure if you're in an organization, whether you're a coach, manager, leader, parent, right? I think at the end of the day, when it comes to best support athletes, we need to see everyone, everyone in that team that's surrounding that athlete a- as a person. And I think so often, you know, we, coaches see that as Johnny's parent, right? Parents see that as Johnny's coach. They don't see that as JP, right? And I don't see that as, you know, whatever the parent name is, you know, Bob, right? So it's really about, first off, can we see the person as well? And the fact that, you know, they have needs, they have goals, they have challenges at just as legitimate as our own. So so much of it comes down to mindset. I call it an outward mindset. Inward is when I see people as problems. I see people as obstacles. I see them as vehicles or irrelevant to my own success, right? So if I move outward, I see them as a person. And so I get curious about them. That will change all my interactions and people sense our way of being towards them. So the first thing I would say is the biggest tip is make sure your mindset towards people is, is correct, especially the, the, the sports parent or the parent towards the coach, right? Recognizing that all pe- people are are people. Uh, and then when we move into that, the next thing is just, just early conversations. What do those early conversations look like? It's so often, are we asking great questions? You know, we need to come in there and be asking great questions, to be curious, to help not just us learn, but even that parent, you know, or the the coach learn. But we're kind of asking them to reflect on what's most important to them. And so, you know, some questions I love to ask parents early on in in, in that coach-parent relationship dynamic is, you know, what's most important to you about your son or your daughter, you know, participating in this sport? What do you hope they get out of this experience? What are some areas of growth that they have as a person? And -hmm. what are some of your biggest concerns for them in their life at this point? And and really try to bring it back to the athlete, not just in their sport, but the athlete as a person and get Mm -hmm. the focus there. And so questions like that for for when we're asking those questions in those early conversations, they set a tone of, hey, this is something more than just about performance and results and the athlete. Like uh, I have genuine concern for the individual that we're trying to partner together to support.
0: Fantastic. So within the book, what what do you actually go through in the sports parent solution?
1: Yeah, so it, there's kind of four parts. One is mm-hmm. all about philosophy as a as a leader is that we should have, or as an individual, just making sure that we're a modeling the behaviors that we want from our athletes, that we want from the other parents, or from you know if I'm a parent, what I would want the coach to be modeling as well. So, so much is around philosophy, our philosophy and our behaviors. And that's kind of at the core of the whole system that we talk about here. And there's a, it's a systematic approach to addressing sports parents is what I outline in the book. And the next outside of that core, you've got established support and force, right? Is our flywheel. And how do we establish those partnerships? And so we establish them through relationships and through early meetings, right? So if you have a large group or a club, that coach administrators needs to sit down on the parents and they need to have conversations around the vision, the philosophy, how we do things here, why we do it those way in this way here, what's the best, you know, kind of setting some boundaries, but also allow, you know, room for connection, people to get to know each other, right? If you're in a club, you know, you got different parents. You want parents to know other parents. You want parents to know the other, the other kids, when you create that type of environment where parents are getting to know their parents and parents are to know their kids, they're a part of a club, they're part of a team, you know, they're going to be more likely to support each other than rather just being about just their kid and what their, you know, what their kid needs to achieve. So establishing that, that partnership from the beginning and then supporting, continuous commu- communication. Every time a coach that I work with meets with an athlete in a formal conversation, talk about roles, playing time, you know, whatever it be, you know, like uh, their performance, performance development plans, which are very big for. The coaches that I work with, um, they need to follow up with the parent. Hey, this is what I love about your coaching, your child. This is what I, or maybe this is some things that we discussed that he's, he or she is struggling in that, you know, we're going to continue to encourage them to grow in these things. So just this consistent communication, whether it's your weekly emails, not just schedules, but really like what are we really trying to develop in in these young people? What are this, what are the skills? What are the character skills, not just the technical skills that we're working on that week or those couple last couple of weeks in practice? Um, and then the last, the last piece of that flywheel is the enforce. How do we establish boundaries where we give parents or you know other adults feedback on their behavior and how it might be perceived and how it might be potentially impacting the athlete and preventing what we're trying to achieve? Um and also really just kind of essentially setting some some boundaries here and consequences for when parents potentially do cross those lines. Um, yeah, they're, they're paying or yeah, to be a part of that club or part of that team. Um, but we still have a duty and a responsibility as a coach or, or administration or organization to protect the athletes and to protect the culture, to protect the environment so that it's safe and healthy for everyone.
0: Fantastic. I love it. Uh, where can we get the book from?
1: Yeah. It's available on Amazon um, lo- just alongside my last book, The the Culture System. Uh, yeah. Both both are really great for, for culture and leadership. So you can get on Amazon or you can go to my website, tocculture.com, and you'll see links to all the books there.
0: Fantastic. Well, I do want to know about the first book because I still think it's very relevant because obviously a lot of the parents either A, go into a team environment or B, they set up their own race team. Um, and so very much this point of time um, of the year with us going into our new race seasons with a lot of teams being built, um, we do work around a lot about team building and um Personalities, I couldn't think of the word there. Disc personalities, it's too early for me, JP. Uh, Disc personalities <laughs> and working on how to build actually team environments. So, can we go a little bit about that first book that you've got? So, what's its name? And again, what's kind of covered within the book and, and who's that targeted towards?
1: Yeah, the culture system. Um, it's a subtitle, it's a proven process for creating an extraordinary team culture. And similar to the process I just outlined there, but it's just geared around how leaders, organizations, administrators, Build culture. The cool thing is the amount of people that have read it that are youth coaches, but also there's project managers or their you know CEOs or you know business owners that have used it within their own teams as well. Um, it really goes into walks you through step by step how to create your own leadership philosophy, and then to make sure that you're living according to that philosophy. That's that's the initial part one. Outside of that, we go back to our flywheel, establish support and enforce culture. Culture is. Standards, it's behaviors, it's how we do things, mm-hmm. and then it's also relationships, the connections. So we measure culture and relationships and behaviors. You can't have really high standards and poor relationships; like people won't respond to that. And you can't, you don't really have strong relationships if you don't hold people to high standards. So they work. And it's both high standards and strong relationships. So how do you establish that? There's various ways, you know, to establish to co-create. Standards within a team to involve athletes, you know, in that process of co-creating the standards. Um, There's a player development plans to establish individual standards with each athlete based upon what their goals are, what their aspirations are, where they see themselves, and what they need to do to close the gap between where they are and where they want to be. And so we talk a lot about through the book about how to set, set those player development plans up. Then you go into support. How do you support that? You know, team cohesion activities. Um, you know, team building types of things. Like you mentioned, personality type stuff. Those things are great. But it's also how do we continuously build into those athletes through coaching conversations where we're not telling, directing, you know, they're ever moving life, but we're guiding them. And so we're just asking a lot of questions to get them to really come up with what they see is, you know, the changes they need to make, reflective type stuff. Effective communication is also covered in there. Um, and discipline, you know, and, and that's our last piece is how do you enforce the standards and, and reinforce the culture? It all comes down to effective discipline strategies that we've seen to be highly effective in the classroom and also at the home. So we've worked with people like uh, Dr. Jane Nelson of Positive Discipline and Dr. Bruce Perry, the world's leading trauma uh, psychiatrist, um, to really develop those strategies that best work in a sports place, that a sporting setting, which reinforces the idea that practice, training, whatever we call it, it's, it's an opportunity to get better. Being mm-hmm. a part of a team, being a being a driver in a car, it's a privilege. It's a, it's it's not something they're entitled to. And so we want the athletes to appreciate that privilege, that opportunity that they have. And when they do that and they're grateful for that, and it drives intrinsic motivation. So how we discipline oftentimes goes very against that in, in traditional discipline methods. So the book goes extensively in how to create a system for discipline within your team, your organization, that's going to nurture and, and not rely on carrots and sticks, fear-based motivation to drive behaviors.
0: I love it. I want it. <laughs> Can you get it as an ebook as well, JP?
1: Yeah, ebook, book audio book. It's available on Audible as well.
0: Oh, as well. Fantastic. Yeah. Of course, all those um, links to JP's mm-hmm. book will be um, below in the show notes. Um. I just, yeah, want to hear all about it. Actually, I just want to go grab the books and actually read them because I think yeah, <laughs> they sound fantastic. Can you get a bundle for the two?
1: Yeah, and um, people, if they want to get a lot of books, they can reach out to me on bulk order bulk orders on discount. Uh, they can email me at jpnerman at yeah,
0: yeah, and so with the Sports Parent Solution book, it is targeted more a for parents and coaches as well, though, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's primarily targeted towards coaches, but parents get a lot out of reading it and we've had a good great response out of parents that have read it and been like wow this helps me to right. engage the coach as well you know you're you're very easily able to just flip the script there and and work backwards from that
0: fantastic i can't wait to go read it jp well thanks for the time today and telling us about your brand new book old and new uh, i feel like there's a third one that could possibly be in the pipeline there <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm working, working on one for, for athletes just and, yeah. and, and the role that they play. So that's that's the plan down the line.
0: Yes, I can see that beautiful transition and having that beautiful set of that trios of targeting all of those in that process. So congratulations and all well done with the books. Um, I can't wait to read them myself. Um, before we go to today, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today regarding the books or regarding um, parenting, coaching, and having relationships? you have given us some fantastic uh,
1: tips already. <laughs> yeah. I think I just, what, what I would leave, you know, parents, coaches, whoever's listening with, with this is that, you know, obviously mental health of young athletes is, is mm. a big concern today. And parents are the number one influence in an athlete's life. And coaches are typically like number two. And so what we need is we need coaches, managers trainers and parents to be working together if we really care about you know uh, our kids which we do i know we do uh but we've got to get over some of those fears some of those obstacles and we just got to get back to athlete-centered focused right and, and just on uh, what their needs are and um, stuff that's supported with you know educational type resources things that have actually been backed up by research so you know uh, seeing your podcast, you've got great stuff on there. So many, so much real education for for parents out there, which I think is brilliant. So my my, my big encouragement, I guess, I just leave people with is just make sure we lean into some maybe uncomfortable relationships, but we we do that because it's what's best for our kids.
0: Yeah. And you did touch there about mental health and I don't know like where you're based, but over here in Australia, we don't really have a lot around mental health with athletes. Um, is there a big, I guess, like an organization or education or around mental health with athletes? We seem to have mental health for workers and a lot of other things, but yeah, I, I haven't come across a lot with athletes.
1: Yeah, it's definitely growing, uh, mm-hmm. but I yeah. think my own opinion, which, you know, is not just my opinion, but it's like backed by a lot of You know the research is that oftentimes coaches and leaders and you know they feel that even parents we feel like we have to be therapists or we have to have like a be a psychologist to be able to support our kids today. And what all the research would show is that really what we are our role is to create a culture, whether that's in our home or on our team, where people feel seen, known, loved. They feel connected. And if they can show up and stress is predictable, stress is more moderate, and stress is more controllable, then it's going to lead to building resilience. But when we have these really, really high, you know, people endure stress that's extreme, prolonged, or severe, then it can lead to some trauma. So, you know, when it comes to the mental health of athletes, one of the most important things we can do is just create a place where they know they come out of training they feel loved, right? They come into training. They feel connected to other people on the team, to other people in the group. Doing that does more for the majority of people than therapy does, is what, what it's been shown, and that comes from Doctor Bruce Perry. It's just that's, I think that's probably what 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 so many people are are craving in, in a time where there's lots of connection, but there's actually lots of disconnection through social media and the internet, like that.
0: Yeah, I just find that um, again once he over here more so maybe that uh mental health isn't mentioned within athletes until after they've retired and then they tell their story i feel like there's still a lot of stigma if you are suffering from mental health um or again i but i think you just mentioned it's that disconnect and, and that connection probably like when they're going to go to training they might not feel like they've got that connection there um and that's why i probably come back to your first book that's really important to build those tribes to start off with
1: yeah, absolutely. And and you want to have a place where people feel safe to share and open up to somebody. They don't have to, it doesn't necessarily be in some large team setting, right? It's just, just they have people they can go in, go to, they can lean in on during those moments. They feel that really super strong connection. But at the end of the day, the number one thing people really want when they're part of a team is they just want to know they belong, that they know they belong. And, and if we can create that sense of belonging, um, we're going to do a lot for for our kids.
0: You, you just said about belonging within a team. Sometimes you can't pick your teammates. Is there anything in the book about dealing with people that you don't like working with?
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, I think that's, I mean, in, in many ways, you know, some of the stuff for the Sports Parent Solution is you may not like your child's coach or you may not like your chi- the athlete's tough. parents, right? tough.
0: Right. All the yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do
1: how do we get back to a place where we can come in with a little bit more curiosity mm-hmm. and, and a little less judgment, right? And that's just that's the big thing. Is is a lot of strategies around how you engage in difficult conversations because when there's people part of the team that you don't like that you struggle, there's conflict. Mm-hmm. Avoiding that and just burying that is not healthy, right? So right. good teams actually have conflict. Uh, It's typically a lot of task conflict, less relational conflict. But when there is that relational conflict, we have to engage it and work through it. And so it's something I talk a lot about in both books, but it comes down to sitting down and having hard conversations where you just share observations and ask questions and get curious. And I say observations, not judgments. There's a big difference. Observations are, hey, I'm noticing this or I'm seeing this. It looks like this. I could be wrong. And so I'm holding those things, those observations lightly. They're not judgments around the person or their character. They're just, hey, I'm noticing this, these these types of things, and um, you know, just being, hey, what do you think, or what's true about that? You know, asking questions, what's your perspective on it? You know, on things, and just hearing the other person. So often, people just want to be heard, and, and so if we can do that, we may not, may not be best buddies at the end of it, but hopefully, we'll have maybe been able to repair some of that trust that's been broken or the rupture in that relationship and just put it back on stable ground. The funny thing is the best teams actually aren't the best friends all the time, right? There's that's, that's a fact, right? They, people know that they don't need great teams. Don't have to get off, get up really well off the track or off, off, off the court or off the field. Like that's not, that's not actually necessary to great team performance. Um, But trust is right. Trust is and respect is. So we need those.
0: And do you find that the males actually do have those conversations or do you find like it's more females driving these types of conversations? I'd just love to hear, obviously, motorsport's very male-driven and you're saying just to sit down and have a conversation. I was thinking, gee, I'd, I'd like that. And we obviously promote that, but I'm thinking also men don't kind of work like that. Is it tips and solutions in the book or uh, what are your thoughts around?
1: It's interesting. Do you I was just... I do yeah. have
0: those conversations? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I was just reading some, some research that it came out of, oh, I'm forgetting. It's like university of Virginia or Penn or something like that, that there was, there's a lot of research actually that the best teams have women on them, mm-hmm. largely for some of those, those re- like reasons. Like it really, it was so fascinating. It was so strong of evidence. I was like, man, I don't care if I'm coaching uh, a team of young men I would still always hire a female to have somewhere on my staff because and multiple right like just just teams are enhanced or improved through through females because females tend to be a little bit more aware and attuned to some of those social dynamics and uh, being more more caring caring towards that just a bit of a tendency right yeah. so you could obviously hire a, a, a male that could that, that could have a stronger tendency to that but I would definitely just see you know it's just as a lot of benefit to bringing in a female into that. Um, With Ben, you know, it just, it really kind of, think, depends on the situation. I think at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, there needs to be strong leaders, leaders in organizations that are helping those conversations to happen. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And sometimes, you know, the the teams that I work with, that's the head coach. Other times I've, you know, had conversations where parents reach out to me about issues they're having with their child's team and the coach. And that parent becomes the person that initiates that conversation. In fact, if I look at my own journey as a leader. One of The most impactful conversations I ever had was when a parent leaned in and gave me feedback around how I was behaving and how it was not aligned with the things that I said I valued. And that was really huge for me. So, yeah. you know, it's definitely not easy, these types of conversations. But, you know, you know we need to have courage. And we need to take risks. And I think we tell our athletes a lot, you know, take risks, have courage, you know, let go of fear. And And we as adults need to do that as well, too.
0: I like it. I like it, JP. Now, apart from being an author, what other services do you provide to parents, athletes, and coaches?
1: Yeah, it's my one-to-one leadership coaching that I do. Um, And I do that with sports coaches and I do that with business owners as well. So that's some of it's consulting. I've built a lot of tools and systems and strategies to drive culture and team performance. And so I'm just helping them to identify the right tools for them, based upon their needs and within their team, and then apply those and implement those and execute those over time. Their aspect is coaching and, you know, coaching is really partnering. It's partnering with individuals and, and as coaches, you know, and the ICF, you know, certified coaching world, coaches believe that the individual is the yeah. expert on their life and what's, what's important to them. So just partnering with them to identify what the things are that they want to work with and being, Someone that helps them to take different perspectives, step back from situations that might be a little bit heated, and and regain perspective and and, and focus there. So, um, yeah, so I work as as a leadership coach. I have a podcast on culture called Coaching Culture Podcast as well.
0: Oh, okay. We'll have to put that link down.
1: Coaching Culture
0: and sign up, subscribe, and listen to that. Um, definitely, I love all of this sort of content. So again, JP, thank you very much for your time and bringing us awareness around those two fantastic books. Again, those links will be in the show notes as well as all details to for, follow JP. Um, socially, where can people find you? What are your preferred platforms?
1: Yeah, it's on Twitter, at JP JPNurban, N-E-R-B-U-N. And then uh, Instagram is at T-O-C culture.
0: Beautiful. And again, those two links will be in today's uh, show notes. JP, thank you very much for your time um, and sharing your knowledge with us. Um, any past, anything else to finish off today? Anything I didn't ask that you want to tell us about?
1: No, I think it's just great what you're doing and just to encourage you that, you know, providing these resources for parents is just, in, and for drivers and, and people that are trying to support athletes, I think is just so valuable. So best of luck to you.
0: Fantastic. Thanks again, JP. We'll make sure we'll get you back onto the show once you've released the third book. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Fantastic. Thanks.